The Dental Download Podcast is your source for insight into dental school, conversations with dentists, specialists, and leaders in the industry. With new episodes every Monday morning, I'm your host, Haley Schultz. Let's get into this week's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Dental Download Podcast. I'm your host. This is our first solo video episode, so it's kind of exciting. Usually, I only do video when I'm recording with guests, and up until a couple months ago, I never even shared the video, but that's something I'm really working on is incorporating video as we go through 2024, so I hope you all like that, but this week's episode is going to be a fun one about why I started this podcast, how I manage it and kind of my goals for the future and just a way for you to get to know me because I know that we're reaching some new listeners and I want to make sure that you all know who you're listening to 50% of the time when I'm doing solo episodes. First off, I do want to talk about the biggest hurdle when applying to dental school because that is definitely scoring well on the DAT. When I applied to dental school, I used DAT bootcamp to study and prepare myself with their practice questions. Since then, they're always updating their online program, continually improving it by updating the latest changes with the DAT exam and always adding more practice questions. DAT Bootcamp is definitely that like one-stop shop that you need to really prepare for your DAT. I felt super ready when it was test day and I was proud of my scores walking out of there. They helped me get accepted to five dental programs. So you know, I always get you guys a deal. So thank you, DAT Bootcamp, for sponsoring today's episode. You can go to bootcamp.com slash DAT and use code HaleyDental10 to get 10% off your bootcamp subscription. And getting back into things, I like to start episodes off with like what's been going on and some updates from me real time in dental school. So if you didn't know, I'm a fourth year dental student at Michigan. We're going to be done in just a couple months here. And right now it's like mid-February, so we're approaching spring break soon, and I'm going to be going to Denver for their annual session for ASDA. So this is going to be my last kind of responsibility on the Council on Communications, where I am currently the chair, and that's a position through National ASDA Leadership. So you all know I've been really involved in ASDA at the chapter level. I've held some district cabinet roles, and then fourth year, I decided to pursue a national position, and it's been really, really fun and rewarding. I have a whole episode about ASDA if you're curious, but I'm going to be going there for the first little chunk of spring break, and then I come back really late at night slash early Monday morning. I'll get to sleep in a little bit, recalibrate all my suitcases and bags, and then I'm going to go visit my future office for a couple days. And then from there, I'll continue driving kind of southwest to my boyfriend to hang out with him the rest of spring break because he lives out of state. And as for what's going on in dental school clinics specifically, I've been really busy. I've been lucky, not too many patient cancellations, like just the right amount where you're like, okay, I could use going home a little early a couple times a week, not too big of a deal, but overall I've been really busy and I have the same consistent few patients that have a lot of needs, I would say. So it's been really nice just getting them in for restorative. I don't really have any more complex cross cases, like dentures, anything of that sort. I didn't take any of those on. And if I did have patients that need them, I referred them to either a classmate that needs a test case requirement or a third year that needs requirements. I just didn't want to get caught up in anything that I couldn't finish. So as soon as I finished my requirements back in the fall, anything that looked too risky, I would refer. So if it was, oh, this prep for crown might need crown lengthening, I'm not going to do it because 
they're going to take time to get into perio for crown lengthening and then they need to heal and then I can do the crown and then I need to wait a few weeks to deliver the crown. And I had that happen once third year and I didn't even get to look to deliver the tooth until fourth year. So not messing with crown lengthening in this semester. And likewise, I'm just really not mess- messing with dentures because there are a lot of appointments for not a lot of reward, honestly. And I don't really like them that much. So I don't do too much with dentures now either. I'm doing just a lot of restorative, a lot of composite restorations. And I have the same few patients that need a lot of appointments and a lot of work. So I've really just been scheduling them multiple times a week. We can see up to eight patients per week. I would say on average, I'm probably seeing about six to seven most of the time, unless I have other rotations that take up some of the appointment times as well. And keeping me busy because we're going to be done in mid-April. April 18th is my last day. And after that, graduation is May 10th. So they built that little gap in there for people that didn't finish their requirements so they can keep seeing patients mid-April, end of April, first week of May before graduation. But since I finished my requirements, like I said, back in the fall, I don't have to go in after April 18th, which is my last rotation at school. So it's pretty full circle that we're already applying for graduation. I applied for graduation already. We've ordered our caps and gown rentals, and it's really going to be here super soon. So it's exciting to know that I have that kind of on the horizon. But the not exciting thing that we have to get through before graduation is the ADEX exam. So CDCA ADEX, we took most of the parts back in the fall. We took perio, pros, and endo, and all those are passed, but we still have to do restorative. So our restorative is going to be March 9th. And you're doing an anterior class three and a posterior class two on a tooth with simulated caries. Caries removal, try to prep as ideal as possible to pass. And then if that passes, you get to fill it. And then your restoration has to pass as well. So I've heard that this one, like a lot of people don't pass. And I don't think that's just my school specifically. I think that's around the board. So I'm hoping I don't have to do a retake. But if I do, that retake is going to be also mid-April. So that's just going to kind of change what I do in that gap between April 18th and May 10th if I'm going to see my parents in Florida or sticking around here to prepare for the board's retake for moving or not moving, like all these different things. I really need to get past boards and get my results and then plan all that other fun life stuff. So we're going to take another segment here and talk about getting to know me a little bit because I started this podcast back in April of 2020. So we're approaching our four-year anniversary, which is so exciting. I have a special episode planned for that. But I've been posting every single Monday since then. And at first, the reason I started this podcast was because I had a YouTube channel first. And you can only make videos so long on YouTube at that point. So I wanted a way to share more long-form advice to questions that I got from pre-dents because I get a lot of the same questions, which is totally fine, but it's easier to have the best possible advice that I can give in a really systematic, concise way I'll put together in either a podcast or a YouTube video. And then I can just send them the link and say, check this out. Let me know what follow-up questions you have or more questions about your specific circumstance. And just to have it out there for free for people to access and learn from, because the biggest thing that was interesting to me and disheartening to me, I felt 
felt for these people is people at universities that don't have a lot of pre-dental guidance. So they might not have a pre-dental club, their counselors might not know about getting into dental school, or they might just give incorrect or unrealistic advice or discouraging advice to people that maybe could get into dental school, but their advisors are telling them, no way, you won't. So I wanted to put out from my perspective and the experiences that I've gained, what I know about getting into dental school and different advice that I have for free for anyone to access. So that was kind of why I started making things on the internet in general. But the podcast was a way for me to do that in a longer form, 20, 30, 40 minutes, however long I needed. And my first early episodes were really those long form advice. So if you go back to the very beginning, my first episodes of my podcast, you're going to see first year of undergrad, second year of undergrad, third year and fourth year, talking about my pre-dental process each year, different classes that I took for meeting my prereqs, and then different experiences I had, like what year I went on a medical service trip, what year I took the DAT, what year I got my letters of rec and wrote my personal statement, what year I got leadership in student orgs, when did I get a job, when did I do research, all of that is in those first episodes. And those are some of my most listened to episodes too. So definitely give those a listen if you haven't already listened to that and you're in your pre-dental stage as well. And then I have ones about taking the DAT, interviews, and more. And then I also have more short form, short form versions of those on YouTube with like semi-different content. So if you really want to be thorough, listen to the podcast and the YouTube video about whatever topic you're curious about. But after the first few weeks of doing that, I realized I can't just sit here and talk to you all every single week forever, however long this podcast is going to keep going. So I decided to start to bring in guests, which is the format that we have now where one week it's going to be me talking to you about a topic of my choosing or topics that you all request. So I've done as I go through dental school, the episodes kind of evolve with me. So it might be how I studied for genetics D1 year and how to prepare for your first practicals, things like that. And then it's going to transition into clinic with me and different clinical rotations and eventually boards and all those different things that go along with making your way through dental school. And then I even have episodes about all of my job search process and how I found my current job. So it's really grown with me in terms of those solo episodes. But the other week, so it'll be solo guest, solo guest. The following week, you're going to get a guest episode. And I connect with these guests usually through social media or they reach out to my email or I reach out to them through real life or through social media. And they're usually people that I find would be interesting to our audience and to myself, which personally, I'm pursuing general dentistry. I'm very interested in potentially owning a practice one day. So there's a lot of marketing, dental business, ownership, as well as women in dentistry, people that balance a lot, whether that's a family and practice ownership, dentistry, or they have some kind of side way that they earn an income outside of dentistry. And then I do try to bring on specialists as well for people that are interested in that. And then I do love chatting with fellow dental students to kind of compare how my program works versus their program and their pre-dental journey versus mine, because I do transparently say my pre-dental journey, I feel was fairly cookie cutter and probably not as helpful to people as other pre-dents that experienced more adversity and challenges than I did. And I'm very aware of that. So that's why I try to bring on other people that have had different 
challenges when it comes to getting into dental school. So I have a lot of guest episodes about that as well. But I do want to let you guys know more about me as a person since I'm kind of wrapping up dental school now and I'm going to be starting a new life phase and a new way of hosting this podcast as Dr. Haley in a couple more months whenever I become licensed. But end of the day, I'm still Haley, the person. So I want to let you all know a little bit about me and where I come from, my my interests, my passions, everything like that. So I was born and raised in the Detroit area and the suburbs around there. So about 40 minutes outside of Detroit, we moved a couple times growing up, but it was always kind of within 20 minutes of each other. And I went to private school that whole time. So I didn't have to switch schools or anything when we would move homes. And I went through the same school, kindergarten through eighth grade. And then I went to a different school for high school that was actually an all girls program which was a little funky, but I loved it at the time. I didn't know any different and I thought it was really fun. And then I went to Michigan State University for undergrad where I went in knowing I was going to be pre-dental. And then I went to Michigan where I am now for dental school. So after graduation, I'll be headed to another side of the state of Michigan, which is kind of the southwest corner of the state. So it'll be nice to check out another area, be closer to Chicago, be closer to Grand Rapids, and be closer to Lake Michigan. So I'll get to kind of experience a different flavor of the state, spend more time in other cities rather than going to Detroit for activities. And it's a little bit more like slower pace and a little more spread out over there, not quite as much busy traffic and stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. But I decided I wanted to be a general dentist all the way back in my freshman year of high school after shadowing my dentist growing up. So I was a high schooler. I think it was middle, late freshman year of high school. And I said, okay, my sister's applying to colleges right now. I wonder where I want to go to college. And to look at where you want to go to college, you kind of have to figure out what do you want to study. So I knew that I needed to figure that out to go to a school that had a good major degree path in what I wanted my career to be. So I always had interest in healthcare. I think I knew I would go into something, healthcare, some kind of science degree, but I didn't really know what. So just through Googling, this is where everyone starts these days on the internet, even back when I was a freshman in high school, which what is that? Almost 12 years ago, because I did four years dental school, four years undergrad, four years of high school. So almost 12 years ago, I still started to look for information on the internet first. And I was looking up pediatrician, maybe a nurse practitioner. I didn't know what a PA was at that time. I think they were a little less common, at least from my experience with healthcare. So I didn't look into that personally. I think I looked up pharmacy, just like all the different careers, including dentistry, kind of what it took to get that degree, what the cost looked like, what the earning potential was like. And to me, dentistry just seemed like a good mix of things. So I thought, oh, I can go check out my family's dentist and just see what a day in the dentist is like because I always liked going to the dentist. I've actually had a lot of dental work done, but there were positive experiences. I would say my dentist was fairly proactive with treatment planning. So I think I got restorations done when they were pretty early. So it wasn't too traumatic for me as a kid. And I was obedient at the dentist. So I didn't have too much dental trauma, thankfully. None, actually, to be specific. So I liked the dentist, even though I had a lot of fillings done as a kid because I was not good about brushing my teeth. And I mean, floss, that never happened probably until 
college, to be honest with you. I don't think I ever flossed my teeth till like late high school, early college, once I knew I wanted to be a dentist and was like, oh, I probably should take care of my own teeth. So shattered my family's dentist and I liked it. And I said, this is cool. I think it's so amazing to see disease cavity it removed hole in the tooth and then the tooth built up looking beautiful and better than ever i thought that was so cool and that someone could do that do it so quickly do it so skillfully tactfully in a way where patients feel comfortable and i wanted to do that too so since then i kind of set my high school that i want to get into michigan state and i want to be a pre-dental major i applied to university of michigan wisconsin madison um, a few of those big midwestern schools but i knew that i would probably be most successful going to michigan state because i thought i could get a better gpa there than if i could get into u of m and then i kind of took wisconsin off the table just because out-of-state tuition for undergrad didn't really make sense for me so I ended up at Michigan State, and I was a human biology major in their Lyman Briggs College, which was a residential college for the sciences. So pretty much everyone in my building was pre-med, pre-PA, nurse practitioner, biomedical laboratory sciences, pre-dental, whatever it may be, something sciencey. And from there, I joined pre-dental club, did all the things that you can listen to those episodes earlier in the podcast before I walk through my whole life story and make this a 50-minute episode. You can listen to those if you want to know what I did each year of undergrad. But essentially, I set my sights on getting to dental school and did what I needed to do to get in and had some fun doing it. I really enjoyed undergrad and was fortunate enough to get into Michigan on Acceptance Day, December 1st, which I have a vlog live of Acceptance Day. If you want to look on my YouTube channel, it's just my name, Haley Schultz. And I got into my dream school. And it was amazing. And here I am. So a couple other fun facts. I played competitive travel volleyball for eight years through the end of high school. So I started in fourth grade going around the Midwest to Southern U.S. playing national level competitive volleyball all the way through high school and then also playing for my high school's team. But I tore my ACL and meniscus. So probably mid-high school, <laughs> my career of volleyball kind of plummeted. I was still on the team and depending what level I was playing at, I was either still pretty good or not so good and more of a practice player and helping the starters be better by challenging them at practice, but it was still fun and I love volleyball and who knows when I have kids of myself, my own, maybe they'll be involved and I can coach or something like that. I don't know, but I do love volleyball and it was really fun for me. All the time growing up, I love team sports and activities like that, and I wish I could do them more. I still get some trouble from my knee, so I don't really get involved in I am like rec sports, even though I would love to because I do love the act of competition and stuff like that. I really miss it. Another thing that I'm passionate about, I would say, is wellness and taking care of yourself in dental school and building a good routine. So I really encourage people going into dental school and even as an undergrad to really find a routine that allows you to have as much balance in your life as you can. Obviously, we all know balance beam. You can't have everything perfect. It's going to wiggle wobble, but you don't want to be so weighed down with school that you can't do any of the other stuff that you like to do because it's just going to spiral and get worse and worse and worse. You need to make time to take care of yourself. So I definitely kind of try to model that and 
share that with people that follow me to make time for your loved ones, take care of your body. And in terms of dental school, try to shift the focus to learning as much as you can to take care of your patients and less about a percentage on an exam, more about understanding the concept and what you got wrong and how it's going to apply to patient care. So really working on that balance and just letting go of comparison when you can. And for like the classic favorites questions, you know, what's your favorite food, music, show? My favorite show, I would say, is Gilmore Girls. Honorable mentions to One Tree Hill. And that's probably the top two, I would say. But I love like a feel good show. Anything that's lighthearted is great for me. I like to kind of disconnect when I watch TV and video. So I don't want anything that's too intense. So I also love rom-coms as my genre of movies. Music-wise, I listen to a lot of country and pop music, and my favorite food is definitely Italian. So I mentioned earlier starting all of this social media stuff. I started my Instagram account in 2019 as well as the YouTube account. So they kind of went hand in hand. I made a separate one from my personal private Instagram where my friends and family follow me because I didn't want to force people into consuming content that they weren't interested in and then lose those personal life connections. I wanted it to be a separate page. So I made that Instagram account as a way to connect with other pre-dental students at the time because I was pre-dental at that point and just other people in the dental community. So I try to use that page as a way to show dental school from one perspective. And I'm very aware that everyone's perspective is different, but I hope that the way I put out content on Instagram is motivating to people and that I'm very honest and raw on there about all the downsides and the negative and the hard days, hopefully also makes people feel less alone and again, part of community and supported. And I hope it just motivates people towards pursuing their goals. I love how I've been able to connect one-on-one with people through direct messages because of this podcast or because of my Instagram or my YouTube because mentoring and teaching is definitely one of my passions. I was involved in mentoring elementary students as one of my volunteer projects in undergrad, so I really, really love working with people, and if I have any knowledge to share or any advice to share, I love doing that. So I know that wherever my future career in dentistry takes me, I definitely know that I need to and want to be mentoring and teaching in some capacity, depending on what I can offer based on my skill set at that point. And as for why I started the YouTube channel, which was really the beginning of all of this, honestly. So I've always loved YouTube. I would watch like the makeup videos and like once people started doing vlogs became a thing, probably when I was finishing middle school. It used to be more of those like skits and like entertainment type videos. And then people finally started sharing their real lives, curated for social media, of course, but like their genuine selves instead of scripted made up things. I thought that was so cool. And then eventually people started doing vlogs once I was finishing high school. So there were these girls that were around my age or a couple years older that I looked up to and they would just share what they're up to. And I don't know why myself and many others, it's a very large industry, the vlogging industry. We love to watch it. So as I went through college, I thought it was really cool to see these girls that would share what they're up to at college. And I just thought it was kind of fun. It's like a virtual buddy. But no one was doing pre-dental lifestyle. So they might have been communications or marketing or been in a sorority. And like I just had totally different activities and schedules than them. And it was a little less relatable. So I wanted to 
put out there what pre-dental life was like and what it's like going to anatomy lab and organic chemistry lab till 9 p.m. because the labs are three hours so you have to do it really late after all your other classes are done and studying for the DAT and doing all this other stuff to get into dental school and going to mentoring like I said volunteering on top of your classes and studying I wanted to document that and share that to the internet so they could see what it's like it was definitely a very very small following and I mean honestly I still view myself as a small creator but I put all that out there. So if you're interested in what pre-dental life was like, I think I started it at the end of my junior year of undergrad. And then I also made advice videos as I took the DAT and did well on it. Again, thank you DAT Bootcamp for that. And I also went through and did dental school interview vlogs and eventually advice after I got into dental school. And it's continued with me all throughout dental school. I've had vlogs from starting dental school to white coat ceremony, through first practicals, exams, starting clinic, first rotations, and now getting a job, approaching graduation. It's all very cool. And another big part of my personal life, of course, is my relationships. So I have my mom and my dad, and they have a cute little puppy, my little puppy brother, Theo. And they Obviously, we're from Michigan, but they live down in Florida part of the year, so I go down there fairly often when I can. And then I have an older sister. She is based in Wisconsin, and then me. So it's a pretty small family unit, and I have actually been in a long-distance relationship all of dental school pretty much. I met my boyfriend, Justin, in the fall of D1 year, so D1 summer, I was still single, and then I met him. And this was like still COVID time. So he was working remotely in Michigan, which is where we're both from. But eventually he had to go back to in-person work. So most of dental school, middle of D1 up until now, we've been long distance. And he's been based in Illinois, Indiana, and now back in Illinois. So it's always been at the shortest, about a four and a half hour drive up to almost six hours. So not flying, but definitely still long distance. And we're excited for the end of long distance because he's going to be moving with me once I start my new job. And it's really cool that the end of all of that not fun long distance stuff is in sight. I have a couple episodes about relationships in dental school and managing long distance and everything and why I actually think long distance relationships are really good in dental school <laughs> because you're able to lean more fully into the dental school experience by spending less time with your partner because they're not around. So I have episodes about that if you're curious. And between you and me, since we're buddies, I do think I'm going to be getting engaged in the next couple months. So I can't wait to just kind of start building our little family over the next few years while I'm also starting my career. It's going to be a lot of new life phases all at once. And I'm really looking forward to it. And I don't know, I feel very grateful and supported by the people in my life, my family, Justin, and my roommates, my friends from dental school, my friends from outside of dental school. I have a really, really great support system. And I think that's one of the big things that gives me such a happy, wonderful life that I'm very grateful for. So the last one thing I want to talk about is my astrological signs because I always think this is fun. And if you didn't know, you can plug in your birth date, location, and time into something online, or you can even do it in the Snapchat app. And then it gives you your full astrological profile 
as well as like descriptions about what it means to be each thing. So I think people's full personalities are summed up really well if you actually get the correct birth time from your birth certificate or the person that birthed you if they know. So I'm a Cancer's son, which is like your main astrological sign because my birthday's in July. And also I was born on a Sunday. So apparently that means I'm very connected to the sun itself. So I'm very bright and confident, they say, very self-driven. And then my moon is a Gemini and my rising is Aquarius, which I also think makes sense because I host this podcast and I have a little bit of Leo in me, which I think is interesting. So I'm going to pull up my phone and I want to read you guys my little astrology things to finish off this episode because I always think this is like so fun to learn about people. Like if I was sitting with a friend, I would love for them to just read me this so I could get to know them. And it just makes you go like, oh, like I get it. So let's share. So with my son in cancer, it says caring, dedicated, and sensitive. And then with the moon in Gemini, it says the moon is kind of how you express your emotions. And it says, playful, expressive, and curious. You're drawn to spunky, clever people with whom you can carry a quick-witted conversation. And then back for cancer. I didn't read the whole description. So your main sign, your sun sign, is kind of how you express your individuality. So it says you're a sensitive and romantic person who cares deeply about your relationships with people. And then we have my rising, which is in Aquarius. So this, I think, is kind of how you like frontward present yourself. It's your persona, it says. It says unique, friendly, and independent. When meeting people, the friendly, unique, and independent side of your personality comes out. And then my Leo, this is, I think, I'm a podcaster at heart. So your Leo, um, sorry, your Mercury is how you communicate with people. And my Mercury is in Leo, which is proud, courageous, and optimistic. So whether you're expressing tender emotions or explaining a direct analysis, you enjoy a bit of flair and fun in your presentation. And in general, I think Leos are just known to be like very confident people that like attention on them. I don't say like I like attention, like I'm going to walk in a room and just like start drawing all eyes to me, but I don't mind attention, if that makes sense. Like it doesn't make me uncomfortable where some people might get stage fright or things like that. I definitely don't feel that way. And then my next thing is my Venus. My Venus is in Cancer, which Venus is apparently your preferences towards things. So I'm caring, dedicated, and sensitive. So when you show your love through others, it's through considerate actions and you would like that to be reciprocated. And next is your motivation, which comes from your Mars. And that's apparently also in Cancer for me. It says, slow and steady, you have a subtle yet highly effective way of reaching your goals, which makes a lot of sense because I think I'm definitely a slow and steady person. I can't just like jump into something and do a total 180. But I think that's enough for my astrological signs and we're reaching about the perfect time to end off this week's episode. So I hope you all enjoyed listening. And if you're watching the video, that's kind of fun, but let me all know what you think of the podcast and be sure to follow on Instagram at Dental Download Podcast. My Instagram is at Haley Schultz Dental, which I think the username will change once I graduate dental school to something incorporating the fact that I'm a dentist at that point. But 
always you can find me Haley Haley Schultz it'll always be linked in the description of the episode and then remember to check out our sponsor DAT Bootcamp if you're going to be studying for the DAT you can also use that code on any bootcamp program so like anatomy bootcamp if you're optometry and you're somehow listening to this or if you're studying for dental boards in school anything like that you can use Haley Dental 10 to get the discount. So thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode and I'll talk to you next Monday.